1: 6:30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Managed Print Services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x. ca on Oilers Radio. 6:30,
0: Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. 106 in Edmonton, second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Just heard from Sportsnet's Chris Versteeg, hour number two. For the horses in Horse Racing, Alberta, Mark Spector and Jack Michaels will also get into our orders Now Audio Vault as well. Uh, we'll tell you, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. Guests on the show receive certificates to Japanese Village, now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, the horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we will see at the races when it's safe to do so. We welcome back to the show Sportsnet's Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How you doing? Uh, Good. Pretty fair. Bobby, how you doing? Uh, not bad. We just had Christopher Stig on. Suffice okay. to say, we got a very strong re- response uh, to his appearance on the show. Um, he has said that it is his belief that Connor McDavid is the best player we've seen since uh, Wayne Gretzky. And because the players can no longer police what occurs on the ice... And we've sort of mitigated against that, Mark, as you know, over the last number of years, that yep. there's even a greater responsibility on the part of uh, the officiating and also the standards set for the officials to ensure that we get to see uh, what a player like McDavid can do. You know where this stems from. Part of it stems from just uh, some of the hostility, albeit beautiful at times, between Montreal and Edmonton Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you know Chris's perspective uh, what's your take on this stuff? Well, I want to say that, I mean, I agree with them. If,
1: if we're talking about, when you say p- players policing, if we're talking about fighting, for sure, right? There are no Semenko's riding range anymore. Those days are over. Um, but I will say, like, let's take the last two games where we thought that Montreal... You know, they do a lot of standing in front of McDavid and and bumping him subtly in the neutral zone so he can't get going, so they knock him off stride, right? They did that all for two games. But let's go back to the 90s where they just put the stick on your hip and rode you like a a water skier, right? I will say that although, you know, there's sure, you don't have a guy to beat people up the way you used to, but uh, interference today isn't interference what it was in 1995. Is that fair? Sure, It's not the same thing anymore. You know, defenseman. even though Shea Weber was wielding that crosscheck like Paul Bunyan, I thought,
0: the last two games. Well, and that's the other part of this, Mark. I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, there was four, and, and Chris said, look, I understand one, but the fact is he got four in. Uh, one was in the lower back. One was on his neck. I mean, I. it was like, Mark, he had diplomatic immunity in the game. That's so, what it was like. Sure,
1: okay, but ask ask, you know, Craig Simpson when he's on, right? As bad as it was this last couple of days, it's not what it was back in Simmer's day. Sure. So you know, I'm, I'm listen. It's it's there's always, there's never going to be a free path, Bob. The path no. is always going to be filled with impediments of one kind or another. And McDavid's the fastest guy in the past, so he gets the most impediments, and that's just the way it's always going to be.
0: I have a picture that was sent to me on the McDavid goal, where he split Edmondson and uh, Jeff Petrie, right. and. Edmondson's got the can opener on him, and Petrie's got a hook across his wrist, and there was no call coming on the play. Right. Now, Connor, we've talked, my theory on this is it's not that the refs don't want to make the call, it's that it's so unbelievably fast the pace that they're, even when they're in position, they're not, nec- you know what I mean? They're not always registering what they're seeing. That's my theory. I could be completely wrong. Part of the conversation with Versteeg was, look at the NFL. They protect the quarterbacks. You, you, you hit the quarterback late. You're tossed out of the game. Uh, in college football, if you hit a receiver that's in the air and he's unprotected, you're tossed out of the game and you have to sit out the first half of the next game. Um, you know, NBA, What's uh, have, have those leagues gone too far in taking the physicality out of the game, Mark?
1: Well, I don't know if you can make a comparison between a quarterback like who's, you know, the ball's in his hand every shift. And McDavid, I don't know, maybe you can. It's hard to say. Like, I'm always careful with, will they do this in baseball? Because it's not the same deal here. Um, you know, if if like, if you just you know, can you give the Oilers eight power plays a night? People are out there listening going, yes. Right? If it's a penalty, you should call it. Can you give out eight, nine power plays a night? To, to a team? Can you do that, Bob? Is that the kind of hockey we want? Do we want 8-7 in power plays in a hockey game?
0: You know what's funny, Mark? We came out of the lockout. Uh, on this date, Mark, back in 20, uh, 2006, Dwayne Rolison, you know, stole Game 2 against Detroit, and we kind of were like... Hmm, huh. ah, ah. Yeah, we're like, hmm, maybe they can. maybe they can make this a six-game series. Because as I recall, there was a smartass in town who said the Oilers would lose that series in three against Detroit. And, uh, and Chris Pronger got away with some things in that series, and the Oilers were physically hard on Detroit's higher-end skill players. Ultimately, Edmonton won the series because of goaltending.
1: Plogged up the neutral zone, hooked and held, and it, the Oilers yeah. turned into the Dallas Stars in that series, was my
0: recollection. Yeah, and got way better goaltending uh here's i guess here here's the thing i'd say is is there something by the way who sets the standards that the officials are supposed to follow how much info like who's the most influential guy because i'm getting texts asking this on the ashley fine floors text line and you have a very good relationship with the officials um you know you've brokered some relationships with some of those guys over the years who's who's the head of the snake from the nhl's perspective
1: Well, in theory, the general managers are the ones that really, you know, set the standard and tell Steve Walkham, the director of officiating, here's what we want in our game and here's what we don't want. And it's up to Steve Walkham to make sure his referees abide by that quote unquote standard.
0: Where is Colin Campbell in this?
1: Uh, he's, a you know, as a, as a leading guy in hockey ops, for sure. He's got, you know, I would think that he has some say. He's more on the, um, I don't know, what do you think he is with it? Like, does he have any influence? I guess he'd have some influence. Sure, he's been working for the league for a long time in hockey ops.
0: There are individuals, Mark, that believe that, you know, in American culture, there is, is there's star power. I mean, you look at the music industry, and they used to say, you haven't made it in Canada until you've made it to the United States. Now, the exception to that rule is a tragically hip. We got it. They didn't. Too bad. Uh, but, you, you know, like seriously, you haven't made it as an actor until you made it in Hollywood. You haven't made it in the music industry until you made it in the U.S., they like their stars, you know, and we're like, hey, wait a sec, why does that star get better treatment than me in Canada? There's a bit of that that goes on. And I'm just wondering if we see that trend. Like, hockey is still a sport that has a heavy Canadian influence, and there's a term, you know the term, the Peterborough Mafia. Colin Campbell, Mike Murphy, Chris King, Kay Whitmore. Those are all guys that are sort of involved in that op side of the business, and there's a very... Egalitarian approach to how they see things. Agree or disagree?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I know what you're getting at, but you think that Colin Campbell is Colin basically an old school guy who played that game where everyone hooked and held and fought and and obstructed and that's how he wants the game played i get that i mean this you know we're looking at it from two different places like oiler fan is looking at it through mcdavid's experiences you know uh are we hearing the same thing in calgary about good Do we hear the same complaints in vancouver about petterson you know Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I, I guess I want to say to you, Bob, in the Tuesday game, I thought it was 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 probably the worst example of letting stuff go. Edmonton still got four power plays to uh, Montreal's two in that game, as my recollection. Um, you know, they got four power plays; they got twice as many as the other team. Would we be happier if it was eight to four? Well, you know, do we
0: need to give the orders eight power
1: plays to score a goal? Is four not enough?
0: Well, Mark. By the way, I I totally lost my train of thought because I'm not always that intelligent on Fridays, or any other day that ends with a Y. But uh, <laughs> just just back to 0506. That's what we had. Remember, we came out of the lockout in 0405, and they said they're going to call penalties. And not only did yeah. they call penalties, they called five on threes. That's why you can't compare. Like now, right now, Connor McDavid through 496 games has now got more points per game than Sidney Crosby. He's now passed him, uh, and in terms of the career, he's up by uh, relative to superstar status uh, a smidgen more. Uh, but Crosby benefited from that first year in 506 where he got a ton of power play points because of the amount of yeah. five-on-threes that are, were called in the league, and they don't call five-on-threes like there were opportunities. In that game on Wednesday night, there were two two separate power plays. You saw Nugent Hopkins get cleaved in the corner, and I forget who was the other guy that got called in the corner. And then Drysaddle, after getting cross-checked like four times by Weber, fills in a guy in a clean hit, and gets called for interference. And I think that's clean hit all day long, all day long. It was a bad call, and so there was a time in Mark in which they called eight penalties a game, and they moved away from that. And that was during the O five O six season. We hated it, though, Bob.
1: You're leaving out the most important part. We all hated it. We yeah. hated 10 power play games. You hated it. I hated it. And our listeners hated it. So, yes, we had that time. And, yes, we moved away from it. And you know why we moved away from it? Because it sucked. Right? It was no fun. No one wants to watch 10 power play games. I don't I- want it. You tell Tell me you want it, Bob. I know how you like your hockey five-on-five.
0: You don't want that. Uh, What I like is I like seeing goals scored, and I don't mind seeing the occasional scrap. And they've pretty much mitigated against the fighters anymore. So to me, that means they have to legislate. Because you can't do it as a team as easily anymore, they got to find a way to ensure... That they they protect the higher end players, and absolutely, I'm looking at it from an Edmonton perspective, where we got gifted the best player in the generation, and quite yeah. possibly one of the other next best five players. And, and make, let me
1: make it clear: I thought the refereeing was—I didn't like the refereeing in the Montreal games. I'm not—I think that that there should there was just too too much obstruction. And I think you can control Like We always talk about game management with a negative tone, right? Game management can also be calling an obstruction penalty six minutes into the game and telling the coach loud enough for all the players to hear, we're calling this all night long, guys. You can't stand in McDavid's way when he doesn't have the puck and knock him off stride every time. That, to me, is positive game management. I think the referee should have done it. I think if they would have called two power plays in the first period, they wouldn't have had to call any in the second and third, and we probably still would have ended up 4-2, Bob. So I don't think they called it properly. They didn't call it well. Uh, I thought the the Corey Perry dive on the McDavid elbow was a joke. If you're still getting fooled by Corey Perry at this point, in a thousand games in, and I'm a referee, and Corey Perry's still fooling me? I mean, what have I been watching for the last 10 years? And the dry-saddle hit on Edmondson was nothing other than a good, solid body check that there's a joke they call a penalty. So they could do this, but they got to do it the right way.
0: All right. And, Mark, uh, I mean, we must say, at Montreal, we're the better team overall in the balance of the play that second game of that series. Cactus yep. Jack has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floor's text line. He says, Bob, how can you not compare Brady and McDavid or LeBron and McDavid? Spec is wrong. In other words, he's saying they're stars in their respective sports. And Greg texts out of California. He actually texted us the night of the game, and I sort of paraphrased this yesterday. The NHL is confusing. You have your league MVP that was clearly fouled multiple times, no calls. It's confusing to American viewers. They don't get that because LeBron James, when he gets fouled multiple times, those calls are made. And so know, it's, not, it's not the
1: same thing. The football thing's about injuries. We're protecting Brady because when Brady gets hit late, he misses two games, right? He gets a concussion. He's out of the game. When McDonough, when David gets fouled, it's not to the same extent. And yeah, they make the calls in the NBA, Bob, because it means a free throw, which is one point in a game where a team routinely scores 110 of them. So you can't make the two-minute penalty, as we learned when Drysaddle was in the box on that 3-1 goal, that to me was the most important goal in the hockey game. A two-minute penalty is far more important than a free throw. And getting held in the neutral zone isn't the same as getting steamrolled after I've thrown the ball and missing three or four games with a concussion. It's not the same thing.
0: Mark, that's a very valid point that you just made. I rarely ever say this on the show. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. What do you think we'll see out of Dimitri Kulikov? Clearly he's playing Monday against the Winnipeg Jets, paired today with Adam Larson.
1: I like him in the lineup. Uh, you know, I, I get how uh, Caleb Jones has been coming along, and you want to play kids and all that. Well, we've got 11 games left, and it's time to just win games, and we'll push development back to next season. Uh, Kulikov is uh, is an abrasive. Uh, I said it before. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a Russian Adam Larson. He probably doesn't defend quite as well, but he's better moving the puck out of his zone. So in that pairing, you're going to see Larson probably defer offensively to Kulikov, right? Get it to him to get it out of his zone more so and you'll watch Larson be the more assertive defensive player, but I think they fit together well. And heading into the kind of hockey we're clearly heading into, Bob, adding a veteran assertive, defensive, uh, physical guy. I know some people just want to play the kids, and some people want it. it's all about zone access every day for some people. Uh, after watching those two Montreal games, I know that their top 4D was a lot more physical and abrasive than Edmonton's top 4D, and Kulikov will start to tip that measure back in Edmonton's favor a little bit.
0: Uh, By the way, Caleb Jones today was paired with Ethan Barrett. Sure, sign it. He's going to play ahead of Chris Russell. uh, Yeah, Chris Russell is the one that falls out. That works for everybody, I think uh 15 uh just a response back from cactus jack he says regarding spec is wrong he goes hands to the head in the nfl's a 15 yard penalty i would say a fresh set of downs and 15 percent of the field is pretty punitive so there's a different co- perspective on a counterback mark great sure. stuff uh thanks for doing the show and we'll hook up on tuesday All right, Bobby, have a great weekend. Yep, that's Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue to receive the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. One twenty-three in Edmonton. And when we come back on Oilers Net Now, we'll get to our North Division Report.
1: Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening
0: to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet, Again, yeah, no Zach Cassian on the ice today. The absence of Cassian and Kerr, I think, hurt the Oilers in the second game against the Canadians. We got lots of texts coming in about Mark Spector's appearance just before we go to our north division report lancer the rancher says stop spec is out to lunch so far wrong if shea weber gets called on first cross check the next four don't happen you don't need five penalties just one same with interference call so players have to adapt so there won't be 10 players or 10 power plays they'll either adapt or and if they don't, then there's the penalties called. Let the skill shine. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, please tell Mark he's out to lunch. LeBron would go to the line 10 times some games, 10 times two shots. That's 20 points from the line in a game. Bob, just suspect and understand, use pass interference as an example in football. That one comes to us from Red Deer Dave. And obviously in the NFL... You interfere uh, interfering a guy thirty yards downfield, and it's uh, you know a possession on the point of the foul. College football, it's only a fifteen yard penalty, and that's actually a failure in college uh, uh, football. Bob, you should run for mayor. You whine as much as the one you have now. That one comes to us from Mark. Okay, I tried to give Mr. Spector a perspective. And again, maybe we do look at it from an Edmonton-centric perspective because we are fortunate enough to have Connor McDavid. So there you have it. That's a range of some of our texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, we are going to go at this time to our North Division Report. It is brought to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday by Greg Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Here's... Brandon Escott. Toronto's huge win over Winnipeg last night gives them a six-point buffer on the Jets atop the North, though the Jets do have a game in hand. Edmonton a point back of Winnipeg having won three of five. They hold a game in hand on second place. Uh, Montreal they have got a game in hand over Edmonton, but sits seven points back at the Oilers. Eight up on Calgary in the final North Division playoff spot. Seems like they'll be locked in there the rest of the way. Still four of the top scores. Scores in the league uh, coming from two teams this year, Edmonton and Toronto, McDavid and Drysdale, of course, holding down the top two spots with 77 and 64 points, respectively. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, they're tied for third with 58. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. All right, very quickly, we're going to tell you there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less. In Wetasco and Brent Ridge Ford, 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction, they open six days a week to serve you While following all COVID protocols to protect both customers and staff. Uncle Milt says they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them. One. 877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network and Sportsnet.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.